Hi there, and thank you for tuning in to the following message provided by Renewed Church. We pray that this message will be a blessing and encouragement for you. For more information about our church, please visit www.renew.miami. All right, all right, let's ask one more time. How's everybody doing today? Amen, amen. Praise God. So good to be with all of you. I'm excited about today. Those of you that are watching online, welcome to Renew Church Online. If you're not from Miami, man, we're glad you're, you're with us online. If you're from Miami, come back. Join us in person. We'd love to see you here in this place. Well, hey, a couple other things that I just want to kind of talk about for a minute. I know Mikey will talk about it, but back to school giveaway is next week. This is our blessing to our community. I tell you this all the time. We are creating a culture of invitation at Renew. In other words, that, that card that you keep in your back pocket, where'd mine go? I must have gave it away already. But I keep a card in my back pocket all the time to invite people to Renew. And, and God puts that, those people in my path because I'm always prepared. Well, this week invite people with these cards for a backpack, for some school supplies, for uh, a haircut. Um, you know what I'm saying? Don't insult anybody. If you think they need a haircut, don't start with that. That won't work well. But invite them for that. And uh, we, we bought backpacks, but we were believing in faith we were going to get additional backpacks. And so we bought 150, and then we got an additional 100 backpacks donated to us by a local organization. Isn't that awesome? So we have 200. Amen. So we have, between both campuses, we have 250 backpacks to give away, and we're going to be doing that in the services next week. So invite, invite, invite. Tell some people, share it on your social media, all the rest. The only other thing that I want to mention, just because it's a blessing and a pleasure to have them in the room, this is a family that um, is very close to me just because of the connection that I've had in ministry, and especially my dad has had a ministry with them um, when, when, when my dad was in Belize and, and they lived in Belize, the Ayala family. Would you guys stand for me just a minute? Ayala's, please. Leah and Eddie and your kids. Come on, let's give them a round of applause. You can sit. Thank you. So uh, they, they are, uh, you, y'all could be seated. But um, I, let me just say this, man. Um, Leah is their oldest daughter and she's, I think, 22? 22. And she, um, she moved, they moved from Belize. I mean, uh, Eddie was a very successful medical practitioner, a doctor in Belize. But the, the, uh, the needs that Leah had because of a, a, a brain complication that she had um, required them to move to Miami. And this thing was, was something that could have literally altered or taken her life completely. And about eight years ago, we were, I was at Jackson, I mean, not Jackson, Children's Hospital uh, many times and we were praying and in and, and the ministry that I was a part of at that time we were praying over uh, uh, over Leah and God uh, delivered her in a way that the doctors don't understand I mean literally what should be the, the Leah that you're seeing today is not the, the Leah that they were expecting she is a walking living miracle and so I praise God for it amen 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 I'm proud of you Leah and uh just so glad that all of you are here today. So, hey, let's get into the word this morning and um, just, just uh, start with, with this. We've been in this series for the last four weeks. This is the final week of a four-week series in a four-chapter book, the book of 
Philippians. And last week, Mikey talked about the kingdom culture in Philippians chapter 3, and he talked about the fact that Christian joy is not determined by external circumstances. It comes from right perspective. We have to have right perspective in everything we do. And, and so Paul says in Philippians chapter 3, verse 7, he says, but whatever were gains to me, I now consider loss for the sake of Christ. What is more, I consider everything a loss because of the surpassing worth of knowing Christ Jesus, my Lord, for whose sake I have lost all things. I consider them garbage that I may gain Christ. He says in Philippians 3, I consider them garbage that I may gain Christ. And what was he talking about? If you read the earlier verses, he was talking about all these things that made him like be seen by men, like he was a Pharisee of Pharisees, of the tribe of Benjamin, a Hebrew of Hebrews. In regards to, to, to the law, like he had the most zealous, uh, like devout desire to be uh, this godly person. But yet he, he says, in comparison to knowing Christ, it's all garbage. It, it, it doesn't matter. It doesn't measure up to knowing Christ. You've got to change your perspectives. And so that's a lot of what Philippians is about. Today I want to I uh, start with a story, and I'll, I'll start with this. I graduated college in 2003. Um, it took me five years to get a four-year degree. That's just what happens sometimes when you get married and move to another state, start a new job, buy a condo, all the rest. It just happens. Life happens. But after graduating college, we were fulfilling a commitment that we had made that we said, you know what, when we graduate, we're going to... Um, we're going to go overseas. We're going to give a year of our life to overseas missions. And so that's what we did. We moved to Nassau, Bahamas. And some of y'all are like, yeah, that's a real tough mission, Trevor. That's not Africa. That's, that's the Bahamas. Well, we had connections in the Bahamas, and we had people that, that we, we knew. And, and I used to live in Nassau, Bahamas when I was a fifth grade kid. And uh, so we said, you know what? I'm going to take this ministry, this, this basketball ministry, slam basketball, saving lives, athletic ministry. I'm going to take this ministry over to the Bahamas. In fact, Mikey's uncle was the one that, that started the ministry here in Miami, and uh, he gave us his blessing to take it to the Bahamas. And so we did this. We had camps and after-school programs and tournaments and neighborhood leagues, and, and the ultimate goal was, you know, basketball with the message, the message of the gospel to, to lead kids to Jesus Christ. But to make this happen, we needed about $40,000. If it was 2023, we would have needed like $80,000 or $100,000. But in 2003, on a shoestring budget, we needed to raise $40,000. We needed to find someone to oversee our business that we were running. And, and uh, we had to rent out our house and pay off several thousand dollars in credit cards and sell our cars and, and purchase a van and, and do all of these things that we had to do. And as a 24-year-old man kid, that's what I call myself because I, I, I was halfway a man, but I was halfway still a kid trying to figure it out. I was anxious. I was anxious about the situation. I was, I was uh just just like overwhelmed with is this all going to happen and how are we going to make this happen i was anxious about every everything have you ever been there in life anxious about everything anxious about life i mean uh maybe some of you are even there right now in life i know some people are facing it right now with jobs and mounting bills and increased expenses and and uh, I, I think of our, about our, our, our Gen Z, the kids that are in college right now, that, that they're, they're going to school, they're incurring, some of them, you know, 
$100,000 in debt for a $50,000 a year salary, right? And, and it's like, how does that work? How does that add up? And, and still having to pay rent in Miami and, and, and have cars and raise a family and buy groceries and all the rest, right? Uh, for, for some, it's the house, you know, it's, it's the housing expenses. Here at Renew, our, our insurance, well, first of all, our insurance canceled and that has nothing to do with us we didn't like we weren't bad insurance people or whatever we we were good insurance holders but um they canceled us so then when we went searching for new insurance the quotes that we were getting were double and even triple the amount of the premium that that we uh had before and the the, the deductibles were like higher so in other words they were giving you less coverage with with more costs so it's easy in life, right, to get anxious. It's easy to get anxious about anything, whether it's relationships or health or uh, finances or whatever those things are. Anxiety is kind of a part of our life today. Here's our text, Philippians chapter 4, verse, verse 4. It says this, Rejoice in the Lord always. I will say it again, rejoice. Let your gentleness be evident to all. The Lord is near. Do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your request to God, and the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Let's stop right there for just a second. I, I, I want you to know that that verse, that memory verse, Philippians 4, 4 to 7, was the verses that got me through the Bahamas. It got us to the place of being able to do all the things to transition from here to there and get us in that one year of ministry and back uh, here to Miami a year later. But let's break those verses down for a minute. Rejoice in the Lord. That joy is the recurring theme of Paul the prisoner, especially in this letter to the Philippians. It's just joy. Rejoice in the Lord. And I will say it again. Rejoice, he says. And then he says, let your gentleness be evident to all. In other words, uh, he, he's probably in the jail cell thinking to himself, I can see you right there, you're freaking out, and I need you to stop freaking out because I need you to let your gentleness be evident to all because the Lord is near, and if you're a Christian and you're a follower of Christ, then, then it's got to show, it's got to overflow in your life. So let your gentleness be evident to all. The Lord is near, he's not far, he's right there wherever you are in the midst of your anxiety. He says, don't be anxious about anything, and I know that's easier said than done, but here's how he says it. But in everything, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your request to God. In other words, it's, it's not just praying, but he says in everything, it's, it's praying and petition, knocking on the heart of God, like calling on God, asking him, but also saying thank you to him in prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, Present your request to God, and then it says, and the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your heart and your mind in Christ Jesus. I, I've always wondered, like, I, I, that, that idea, that concept of transcending all understanding has sometimes transcended my understanding. And I'm like, what does it mean that he transcends your understanding? And I'm like, well, I guess that's just transcending my understanding, but it's this peace of God that will transcend. Like, I can just... I, can, I, I don't know how, but in the midst of my chaos, in the midst of my, my tragedy, in the midst of my, my, my fear or doubt or questioning, I can allow the peace of God to transcend all understanding. I don't understand it. 
But I just, I just have it because that's what he says can happen. When you pray, you petition God with thanksgiving. So I, I also want to just kind of highlight in this first part, he says to rejoice in the Lord. And, and he says it again, rejoice. But he, he doesn't just say rejoice in your tragedy. Those of you kind of put yourself in your shoes of whatever it is questionable job situations or, or health issues or, 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 or waiting on the results of the biopsy, whatever that is. He doesn't say you have to rejoice in the, the doubt of what the biopsy results will be, but here's what he says. He says, rejoice in the Lord. Amen? That you can rejoice in the Lord, not, not in your tragedy, not in your chaos, not in your context of whatever that is, but rejoice in the Lord. And he says, I will say it again, rejoice. That's the kingdom culture that we've been talking about. That's the kingdom culture that we were referring to even last week. It's not all about, uh, you know, what, what's happening. It's about a perspective of who you are, even in the midst of your chains. Paul's in prison, and yet he's rejoicing in the Lord while in prison. I want to keep reading verse 8. And he says, finally, brothers and sisters, whatever is true, whatever is noble whatever is right whatever is pure whatever is lovely whatever is admirable if anything is excellent or praiseworthy think about such things whatever you have learned or received or heard from me or seen in me put it into practice and the god of peace will be with you verse 13 says i can do all this through him who gives me strength i can do all things through christ who gives me strength. I want to just talk about this for just a minute. Sometimes we want to live out Philippians 4.13, but oftentimes we live out Philippians 4.13 just in the positive. We live out like, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. It's tattooed on my chest right here. I'm just kidding. It's not. Uh, but, but some people it is, right? And, and others it's put on your wall or in your, your, your kitchen, right? Or over your doorway on your way out. Or, or it's on your bumper stickers on your car. And you put Philippians 4.13. But oftentimes when we say that verse, we say, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. But we say it out of context. What do I mean by that? Let me just tell you just for a minute. Uh, I stayed up all night. I didn't study for the exam. It's the entrance exam to get into the program that we have always wanted. Mom and dad and everybody said, you know, this is the school for me and this is where I want to go. We've been praying for it, but I'm not really prepared. But guess what? Philippians 4.13. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Is that, is that proper right understanding? No, it's not. Here's another one. We're playing a team that has sacrificed everything to get here. And yet we were playing video games all night, snacking on chips and soda until 4 a.m. the night before. But I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. We're going to beat the other team. Right understanding, right context? No, not, not, not right. Uh, there's this girl uh, I saw online, not me. Well, I saw this one girl. She, her name's Misty. She's beautiful. But, but, uh, <laughs> uh, but for someone else, maybe you, 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 you think that this person is for you and she's amazing and she lives in your neighborhood and you've never spoken to her, but you think we're supposed to be together and I'm just going to go and buy the ring and ask her to marry me because Philippians 4.13, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Trust me, I'm a pastor. I've heard some crazy stuff. I've heard some crazy stuff in life. But isn't that sometimes how we think? Isn't that sometimes how we try to apply this? I want to buy a house, get a car, get a job. I haven't done anything to be ready for it, but I can do all things. And my question and the title of this message is, can you really? Can you really do all things? 
Here's the actual context. Because what I did when I skipped from verse 8 to verse 10, I did what they call a proof text, which is where you say something, you pick a verse you want to read, you jump a few verses, so that you can say what you want to say, maybe not as much what the Apostle Paul was wanting to say, right? So that's maybe what I had done there. But here's what it really says in Philippians 4, starting at verse 10, the verses that I skipped, okay? Verse 10, I rejoice greatly in the Lord that at last you renewed your concern for me. Indeed, you were concerned, but you had no opportunity to show it. I'm not saying this because I am in need, for I have learned to be content whatever the circumstances. I, I have learned to be content whatever the circumstances. I know what it is to be in need, and I know what it is to have plenty. I have learned the secret of being content in any and every situation, whether well-fed or hungry, whether living in plenty or in want. And then verse 13, I can do all things through him, through Christ, who strengthens me. That's the context. That's the verse. That's, that's the application of Philippians 4.13 that you're living out today. But we have, to, we have to put this into proper perspective. And as we've been talking about, we need this kingdom culture. How are you going to do all things through Christ who gives you strength? How are you going to be able to overcome and, and, and be successful and achieve these things that you're trying to achieve? Number one, I want you to get this. Be content whatever the circumstances. Be content whatever the circumstances. Or something that I, I after the worship guides were already printed, I, I said, you know what, probably makes more sense. Be content in your context. Be content in that place that you're in to say, you know what, God? I know that he seems to be doing better or she seems to, to have these things put together in a better way, but I'm going to be content whatever the circumstances. It's easier said than done, but those verses in the first part of Philippians were how we did all the things that we needed to do to make our mission in the Bahamas a reality. We, we just were able to trust God in that. We weren't sure how we were going to raise the money, how we were going to get there, how we were going to ship the van, sell the house, rent the other place, get someone to run our business, etc., etc., etc. And when we got to the Bahamas, we didn't know if it would even work. We didn't even know if we would have a basketball ministry or if we would just look like a couple of uh, weird Americans on a basketball court trying to get kids to play sports with us. We didn't know. But we learned to be content, whatever the circumstances. And, and that's how we were going to do all things through Christ who gave us that strength. Whether we reached three kids or 300 kids, we were trusting God and we were content in our context. The second thing is, is to be less anxious, you have to be more thankful. He says, don't be anxious about anything. But in everything, by prayer and petition with thanksgiving, present your request to God. In other words, with thanksgiving is a key part. And if you want to be less anxious in life, if you want to overcome anxiety in your life, what you've got to do is start becoming more thankful in your life. The, the same receptors, and I don't know the, 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 the proper medical terms, but the same you know, transmitters that are sending that anxiety to your body because you're anxious are the same transmitters that can send thankfulness in, in, in the feelings and the emotions that tied in when, when you're just so thankful that everything's going well. So be thankful even in the midst of your anxiety to, to look at things with right perspective and say, okay, so 
I know that this didn't go exactly the way I wanted, but look at what is working in my favor. Look at what God is doing in my life. Look in the ways that God is helping me and providing for me and, and getting me through these things. See, if you're thankful for something, it's hard to be anxious about it at the same time. You see what I mean? Like, if, if you're thankful for something, it's hard to be anxious at the same time. And then the third piece is, is to let Christ strengthen you. To do all things through Christ, you've got to let Christ strengthen you. You've got to do these things in Christ's strength. What does that look like? What does that mean, Trevor? How do, how do I let Christ strengthen me? Well, let's just kind of break it down for a minute. How, how about the Word of Christ? Is it strengthening you? Is it something that actually is a lamp unto your feet and a light unto your path? Is it something that, that you read and that you're in, that you're hearing from, and you're saying, you know what? Word, word of God, speak to me. Minister to my heart. and Do something to come alive in me. Is the Word of God strengthening you? How about your worship? How about your worship? And I don't just mean for 15 minutes on Sundays. I'm talking about the worship of your life. Like, what are you allowing to come into your minds? What are you listening to? What does your entertainment look like? Because if it's not like edifying to God, then, then it's probably not going to be helpful to you. So, so is it strengthening you? Is it, is, it, is it helping you? Or is it something that, you know, you're, you're, you're listening to songs that are all just about degrading women or, or, or the hustle in life and hurting one another? What does that look like for you? What's your worship look like? Is it, is it strengthening you? Here's another one, prayer. Your prayer life, is it strengthening you? Do you talk to God? Do you have conversation with God? If so, for how long and for uh, about what? Is it kind of one of those blanket prayers? And I'm guilty sometimes, I'll be honest. I'm not the best prayer. But it's kind of like, God, just help everything today. In Jesus' name, amen. And I know God hears that, but God wants us to, to come to him with prayer and petition. Like the, like the, the, the desperate widow that just wouldn't stop knocking and wouldn't stop pursuing. And the judge, even though he was unjust, he said, I'm just tired of listening to her. So I'm going to answer her, her request. How much more will your heavenly Father who loves you hear and answer your prayer? But what does your prayer life look like? Is it strengthening you? Let it strengthen you. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. So is it happening in the Word? Is it happening in worship? Is it happening in prayer? Is it happening in discipleship? Who's discipling you? Is it Grant Cardone? Is it uh, one of the Kardashians? Is it some guy that, that has nothing to do with Jesus and doesn't even believe in God? Or is it someone that, that you look up to spiritually? A, a spiritual mentor? Is there someone in your life that, that's guiding you and discipling you and coaching you and helping you make right decisions and get right understanding? What does that look like? Because if it's not happening, then how is he strengthening you? You've got to find it. In the next few weeks, right after Labor Day, we're launching small groups again. We're kind of phasing out the, the summer groups, and there's a couple groups that meet uh, all year round that you could join, but um, we will be launching, re relaunching small groups in September, and I want you to make sure that you're in a small group. Why? Because it's discipleship. It's the opportunity not just to learn the Bible, that's great, but it's also to, to allow iron to sharpen iron and to, to grow in your relationship with God and others.
fellowship. Who are you hanging around? This is the, the last one. Who are you hanging around? And, and uh, is, is it someone that you would want to marry your, your, your son or your daughter? Is it someone that, that you would want to be fully invested into your life? Who are, you, who are you spending your time with? What's your fellowship look like? Is church a priority to you? Are you um, the, the statistic, you know, 1.5 times a month you come? Or do you come every time you possibly can with God's help? What's that look like? What's, what's fellowship? Is it, is, is, is it strengthening you? And it, we're kicking off this series next week called Encounters. Because I think it's an amazing way to start off the, the ministry year as we kind of start off the school year and just saying, you know what, summer's behind us. We're, we're, we're ramping up and we're believing God for what he's going to do. And, and we want God to show up. So we're doing 21 days of prayer. We're doing uh, weekday prayer, uh, live prayers on Facebook. We're doing the night of worship. We have the prayer guide. We have the, the, the baptism at the end. We're doing all of these things to say, God, we want you to show up in our lives in a real and tangible way. We want, we want something to move in our hearts. That's Christ strengthening you. If you want Christ to strengthen you, strengthen you, that's Christ strengthening you. I go back to, to my, my story and go back to how God helped us. The end of Philippians 4, uh, we lived it out. We lived out this that, that he was with us and that it transcended all understanding and we were able to sell the house and we sold the house to the perfect people to, to give us the perfect van that, that was able to take us to the Bahamas, the, the passenger van that we needed and, and we found the place in the Bahamas and uh, found, found the man that was willing to run our business while we were gone for that year uh, here back in Florida and we made amazing connections while in Nassau. We saw over 300 people make a decision for Christ, young people make a decision for Christ in that year. And, and somewhere along the way, in spite of the fact that doctors before we went on that trip had said that there's a chance that Misty would not be able to be pregnant, somewhere along the way on that trip, I might know when it was, but I'm not telling you, Misty got pregnant with our daughter that just graduated at college, and, I mean high school and is on her way to college. Isn't that good? God really helped us and he provided for us in those moments and I, 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 every time I read Philippians 4 I think about that 23 year old, 24 year old man kid and how God, God provided and he's the same God yesterday as he is today and forever and if you don't know him know him, get to know him allow him to strengthen you, allow him to work in you and, and what better time than right now getting, getting into and getting prepared for our Encounters series. Would you stand with me this morning? I hope that you can say, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. I hope that that, that can be your, 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 your heart, your, your words, but also your actions. Not just a, a, a cool motto, but literally your lifestyle because no matter how hard it is he's going to strengthen you he's going to help you through these things would you bow your heads and close your eyes with me this morning 
Let me just pray before I give you an opportunity to respond to the message. Father, I just, I, I do, I ask that you just minister to the hearts of these, your people. I thank you for them. I pray for those that are online as well, God. And I just ask that you would just help us, God, that are facing big decisions. We, we have all kinds of anxiety, all kinds of fear and trepidation and things that are going on that we're just like, God, what are you doing and how are you doing it? Lord Jesus, we need you. We're desperate for you. I'm desperate for you. And I, I come before you with prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, and I say thank you for bringing me through everything. Thank you for writing the story that you've written on my heart so that I could share it with these, your people. But God, I pray for the person in the room that's struggling today, that's dealing with anxiety, that doesn't know what to do or where to turn. God, help them to be content in their context. Help them to let you strengthen them. God, help them to find connection in the family of God. This your church. If you are needing Jesus to do something in your life today, we're going to, at the end of the service, we'll have a time of prayer and we'll have a prayer team that'll be at the front and right after we dismiss, you'll be able to come forward to pray. But even now, I just, if you would, if you would just lift your hand, if you would say, Pastor, pray for me. I need, I need God to give me that peace that passes all understanding. Would you just lift your hand right where you are? Good. Good. I see hands right here in, my middle, in the middle section on my left, on my right. God, you see their hands. God, you know their hearts. You know everything about it. You know how hard it is. You know the struggle. Even when they look perfect and put together, God, you know the struggle. God, give them a peace that passes understanding. Help them to seek after you with all of their heart and find you when they seek you with all their heart. God, minister to us today. If today you are somebody in the room that don't, does not know Jesus, maybe you knew him, but you've kind of walked away, and today may be a day of new beginnings and a new commitment, and today you need to ask Jesus to come into your life and into your heart. It's a simple prayer that goes like this, and I'm just going to pray it out loud, and I invite you to repeat it after me. It's a prayer that goes like this. Dear Heavenly Father, I thank you for sending your son Jesus to die for my sins. I know that I'm a sinner, that I've made mistakes. Forgive me of my sins. Come into my life. Make me new. I ask you to be my Lord and my Savior. And today, I choose to follow you all the days of my life. Jesus name. Amen. If you made that decision today, would you just lift your hand right where you're at? If you made that decision, just say, Pastor, I made that declaration. Praise God for you. Praise God for you. Anybody else? Anybody else? If that was you today, come on, let's give God praise for what he's doing in the hearts and lives of some people. Amen. If anyone is in Christ, this is that little verse that's on these wristbands that we wear. Renew, 2 Corinthians 5, 17. If anyone is in Christ, they're a new creation. The old is gone, the new is here. Now, when, when Paul's writing this, this is the same prisoner, Paul, that, that has, has been through the toughest time. So it's not like Paul's saying, hey, I'm in Christ, now I don't get in prison. No, sometimes he's in prison. Sometimes the, the Lord and angels break him out of prisons, but other times he doesn't. But he's content in every situation. And I want you to experience that same contentment because you're walking with Jesus. 
every single day. Let me just pray over you one more time, and then we're going to sing together. Father, I thank you again for these, your people. Thank you for decisions that are being made today. Minister to our hearts and our lives. Help us to fully and completely surrender to you with everything we have. Our coming, our going, our getting up, our lying down. God, our, our relationships, our health, finances. God, just everything. God, we surrender it to you. It's in Jesus' name we pray. All of God's people said, amen, amen. Hey, let's worship together. Amen, amen. Thank you, Pastor Trevor, for that reminder that it is the Lord, it is Christ that makes us strong. It is so hard to go through this life as it is, but to go through it without him, without his truth and without his word, it is just beyond me. So today we're going to do something a little different. We as a team want to pray a blessing over you, our family, our community. Sometimes you just need to stand there and just receive, right? Well, this morning, receive. I ask that you receive this blessing. We love you.
church. Do you receive that? Come on. He is for you. What words to remember through trials, through tribulations, through tough times. He is for you. He goes before you and behind you and around you and inside you. He is for you. Who believes that this morning? That he is for you. Amen. Amen, amen. You may be seated. Thank you all once again for joining us here at Renew Church. My name is Mikey. And just have a few announcements, some things I want to keep you all in the loop in here at Renew Church. Starting off with next weekend is the beginning of our brand new series, Encounters. Check out this video. What happens when heaven meets earth? When the eternal collides with everyday life? When an all-powerful and living God comes face to face with our circumstances? When God shows up, suddenly our problems seem so small. Our weaknesses mean nothing because when we are weak, He is strong. When God shows up, the impossible will happen. Our hearts and situations will be completely changed through His encounter. Who's ready to encounter God during this next series? Come on, let me hear somebody. Encounters, you're not going to want to miss it. Man, come back next week. Invite a friend. We are, we're believing that this is just going to be a, a powerful series, just a, an opportunity for us to lean in to God, um, just be super intentional. And so, man, join us for Encounters. And we're, we're starting it off on the right foot that night, Sunday night, next Sunday night, August the 6th, we're actually going to be having a night of worship at Homestead Campus. So join us for that. Let's let's kick off Encounter the right way, seeking the Lord. And if who's been to a, a night of worship here at Renew Church before? Would you recommend it? Is it something? Yeah, for sure. Amen. Amen. The Lord shows up. People are ministered to. We just leave refreshed. And so, come on, man. Let's let's get excited for, for encounters. Let's get excited for a night of worship. Let's be there and, and worship as, as a family. Um, also, that same weekend, August the 6th, is our back-to-school weekend. Pastor Trevor touched on that just a little bit. And so, if you know a family that could appreciate that blessing, uh, man, invite them to that. It's going to be a special Sunday as well. And again, it's the beginning of encounters. So who knows what the Lord can do with a simple invite to get them here for some book bags. And maybe, who knows, God does the rest after that. So we have that going on. And and, and just to kind of close the, the series on, on word and, and the, the book of Philippians, Paul kind of, he ends the book of Philippians commending the Philippian church for their generosity. Right? They were generous towards him when he was going through some trouble, but they were just generous to the other churches in their area. And um, man, and I want to commend Renew Church for your generosity because those book bags, all of those things that we're doing is made possible because of your giving to Renew Church. So can you give it up for, for yourselves and just being able, yeah. That's what the kingdom is, is about, right? We want to be able to, to pour out into our community and serve the needs of our community. And, and you guys make that possible. So thank you for that. And um, if you want to give to Renew Church and continue to be a part of what we're doing, I just want to let you know that there's a few ways that you can do that. 
The first way to do that is in person via the envelopes in the seat pocket in front of you. You can drop them off in a bucket on your way out. The second way to do that is to do it online by visiting renew.miami forward slash giving. And the third and final way to do that is to do it via text by texting give to 786-565-1165. Would you pray with me? God, we thank you for this day. Lord, thank you that we can trust in you, God. Thank you that, that we can come to, to church and worship you and be refreshed and blessed and, and be filled with hope, God, and just know that you are there and that we got brothers and sisters around us, God, who are for us, who are with us, God. We thank you for that. God, we pray for the offering this morning, God. Pray that you would bless it. Pray that you would continue to use it, God, to, to build your kingdom and bring people on in and, and continue to, to, to lead people to a renewed life in Christ, God. And bless these people as they give, as they worship you in this way, God. You know what we need? It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen.